Welcome to the WinFL Show. Welcome to the WinFL Show. I'm your host, Ian McKinnon. I'm joined by Dave Somerville. How are you doing, Dave? Doing fantastic, mate. Just back, back from a little week in Glasgow and been trying to keep up with the NFL, but there's been so much going on. Uh, well, we'll try and get through as much as we can, but wow, what a week and nothing on the field, of course. So, well, th- this is why we love it. There's so many angles that come in and yeah, we'll do our very best. Yep, it's been a, it's been a crazy week. Uh, lots of news to get mm. through. Of course, we do have the draft coming up. Uh, we've also oh, we've also got the answers. The, say the answers. Oh my word! We'll be announcing the winner of a giveaway for the trading cards, um, and we've got random stats. So it's it's a packed show. We've got three. It is packed indeed. Show. But we're going to obviously kick off with the news. So uh, Dave, why don't you start us off with what's been happening in and around the NFL this week? I mean, we finally have an end to one of the most unnecessary prolonged sagas in the entire league. And Aaron Rodgers is finally a New York Jet. Incredible. Uh, I, I mean, it's 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 more incredible about how it actually went on because it was painful at times. And you know, went into the dark. And he's come out a jet. <laughs> <laughs> he's just and. Uh, you know he's he's had a, he's got a rework contract out as well, so he, um, you know to save some cap space for the Jets. Um, I th- I, no, sorry, I think I think he actually saved some cap space for the Packers as well. Obviously, there's going to be some dead cap money for the Packers involved in the trade, but uh, there's going to be so, uh, some cap space for the Jets as well, so they don't have to take on the huge whack of his contract. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, yeah, it, it's a it's a. I'm so grateful. That is finally over. I, I just I, I I reached the point where I just could not care any less now. But uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a jet. He's got his little pieces, his little weapons that he was requesting uh, in New York. And I think you know maybe the Jets can finally kick on. It just all depends on whether Aaron Rodgers can still perform at a really high level. I I, I have I have hope. Because I, I want to see the Jets do well, I, I, I do. Because the fans have suffered for so so long, it, it's you know it, it's almost unfair. Um, but it's done. It's finally done. Aaron Rodgers is a Jet, and now the Packers have a new QB one in Jordan Love, and we finally get to see what he's capable of. Yeah, I mean this um, this whole trade everyone's been talking about you know what's going to happen with the Jets some of the Jets and a lot of people sort of forgotten that Jordan Love is now the de facto QB1 for the Packers he is he's been sitting for three years just like Aiden Rodgers did so -hmm. we're going to see how he turns out so he's going to he's going to finally get a shot Uh, now do you have the details of what the actual transaction was I had them. Uh, so I had, did I, I and I've lost yes. my window down. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, know, I know there's... Um, the, the, it, well, I mean, it was always going to be about the draft picks, really. Um, but I've got, I've got it here. So ah. uh, what the Jets get, obviously, Aaron Rodgers. They also yes. get pick number 15 in the draft this year. So they basically swapped uh, first, first round picks. So um, the Packers move up two picks, which doesn't seem a whole lot. But in this quite packed draft it could actually be quite significant um and they also get a 2023 fifth round pick which comes in at uh, number 170 mm-hmm. so uh, they still get a little bit back for the jets um what the packers get they get pick number 13 obviously we just said 
They also get the, uh, the Jets' second-round pick, which is number 42 in the draft, and a sixth-round pick in 200, uh, as number 207. Um, but they also get a conditional 2024 second-round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. So, um, yeah, I, I expect that to become a first-round pick. Unless he gets injured, um, then that's going to be another first-round pick, which uh, I, I still think... I. I <laughs> It's hard to say who's won that trade. Um, for the cap space, maybe the Packers, but I think the Packers are now in rebuild mode. However, the funniest thing that could possibly happen as a result of this trade is the Packers drafting a quarterback in the first round. Can you imagine how Jordan Love would feel? And yet it would be the most Packers thing to do. I, I, I feel like it's not out the window completely. If they well, don't have a hundred percent confidence, uh, yeah. Do you know? So, the thing is that you're, you're right. That would be a very Packers thing to do. I, I don't mm. see it. I don't see it. Jordan Love. I, 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 yeah. It's it's hard. It's really hard to see, but I don't think it's a zero percent chance. I, I, I just, I don't think so no, it because I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it is. I'm going to say it's zero percent. I, I because I think if they weren't sold on Jordan Love they would have looked at a quarterback before this. I, th I think they would have done that. Yeah. If they thought this guy, you know, in practice or training camp, if they thought he is not the real deal, they would have done something uh, over the last two years to, to get somebody else in. I mean, they traded up. Did they not trade they, up they for him? They did trade up for him. Was he, I want to say he was the 27, was he a first rounder? He was a first rounder. I, I, I honestly, he was, he was in the mid twenties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, something uh, like that. Mid mid twenties pick, first rounder. They obviously put you know sort of gave, gave a lot. Not didn't give a lot up. They they drafted the first round, but it's it, you know it's an important mm -hmm. pick. Um, it is, yeah. I think that they are. I think they're sold on Jordan Love. I'm pretty sure that they are. Um, I hope for Jordan Love. I, I think he's he suffered enough. Of course, yeah. He's definitely uh, suffered enough. So, I, yeah, yeah, and I and I think he's actually probably suffered more than most because a lot of you know people leaving Green Bay. So it's not like he uh, comes; he is essentially replacing Aaron Rodgers in exactly the same position because he's not. They've lost other pieces, you know. And over the last year and a half, two years, 100%. they've lost a lot of players, including Devontae Adams going to the Raiders, mm -hmm. um, uh, Lazard. Yes, yeah, Lazard. Lazard's gone to the Jets. He's gone to the yeah. Jets. Uh, so you're looking at these guys. So, so Jordan Love's going to come in. And it's not like he's just, you know, picking up the keys and Aaron Rodgers and running with it. He's like, oh, hang on a second. This is a whole new team. We need to essentially rebuild everything from scratch again. Which is which is a bit of a shame for Jordan Love, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. But we'll see how he gets on. Um, we've got to talk about the Jets and what, what this means for them. The trade, I mean, they didn't give up a lot for them. In my opinion, I, I don't think they did. They gave a first round, a first rounder, which is like two spots. Mm -hmm. So they didn't actually give up a first rounder this year. They're giving up a fifth no. rounder. What did you see? A fifth and a sixth? Was that correct? Uh, the, well, they gave up a second and a sixth this year. Sorry, and a second and a conditional sixth. For and next. a conditional yeah. second next year. Which will likely which be prob first. yeah. But that's yeah, ba we'll so basically what they're giving up is a first rounder and two second rounders. Mm -hmm. Exactly, it's, and it's you know, and, and come, only, come yeah, from I mean, like, it's his age. 
It's his age. Well, it's purely his age. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, coming from a guy who went through the <clears throat> trade of the Seahawks last year, but we gave up everybody to get Russell Wilson, and we're still paying for it. So Thursday night comes around, I'm going to be sitting there bored. Friday night comes around, I'm going to be sitting there bored. <laughs> Saturday, we got pick, unless Sean Payton does something and, and the Broncos actually trade up. I don't know. But, you know, they, they, they mortgage the house on Russell Wilson. Um, now, I'm not saying that Ian Rodgers is going to go to New York and look bad, although Nathaniel Hackett's there, so he might. Well, he, he might. He I, might. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett couldn't deal with the responsibility. And I think he caved under the pressure. When he's back, you know, upstairs looking down on the plays, he, see, he seemed to have done better um, in his previous roles. Yeah. So you never know. He, well, could, he, he could be. Yeah, I mean, he, he's only got half the team to focus on. That's this true. And he was the coordinator or the quarterback's coach when Aiden Rodgers had back to back MVP seasons. Mm-hmm. So you know, maybe maybe him and and Rogers have some sort of um, connection that we don't know about. So anyway, uh, yeah, the Jets. So they've got some pieces in. They've got Aaron Rodgers in place now. Realistically, where, how much of a difference do you think this makes? Because I still think the Bills are the class of the AFC East. Um, I don't think there's much doubt about de- that. Depending on what happens with. Tua, the Dolphins are probably still the second best team. Although I think a lot of the Jets depends on how healthy they are because last year, uh, Brees Hall was incredible before he went down injured. So if they can get that running game going again, um, you know, they've got an upgrade to the quarterback position. They've got decent receivers. You know, they've got good receivers, in fact. And the defense has been, over the past couple of years that uh, Robert Salah's been there, it's been good. I think they were the fourth-ranked uh, defense last year, fourth or fifth-ranked mm-hmm. defense last year, uh, scoring defense. Do you think it pushes them above Miami? I, I think it it probably raises them above New England. Yes, I think the Pats are probably the fourth best. I think it's really tight because... If if you if you compare to last season's Dolphins, I think they will be ahead of them. However, we've got the addition on defense of Jalen Ramsey, and I think the Dolphins um, will continue to make some quite savvy moves in the draft, uh, in particular. So, I, I it, it's I think that second spot right now is wide open. I think the Bills might actually have been pegged back a bit in the whole of the AFC because they haven't made any kind of key cornerstone moves. They, they've lost a couple of guys. I, I don't think they'll... I, th- I still think they'll win the division, but I think it'll be a lot closer. I I, I, I think you're looking at um, 11, 11 wins maybe for the Bills, so that would give them an 11-6 record. I think the Jets and Dolphins will be fighting for the wild cards. They could even both make the wild card positions. Yeah, I don't I- know. I, I, it's so up in the air. It's 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 like um, it, it's it's like your your own Broncos division last year, the start last year. You 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 don't know what's going to happen. I I, th- I think right now the Pats don't look really okay, um, but they they did host uh, a couple of QBs on uh, you know on, uh, like in a top thirty visits. So they're doing their due diligence. 
due, due diligence. Due diligence. Due, due diligence. diligence. There we go. Or as, or as we say, due diligence. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Do, but in America, they say, in America, they say due, due diligence. Due diligence. Yeah. Due I, I, diligence. I knew something was very wrong. when, when As soon as I opened my mouth. Wait, when you say, when you say with a Scottish accent, it just sounds wrong. It, it, just, it does. It, it like, does. Yeah, yeah it sounds really. Bad. Yeah, but I, th- I th- but uh, yeah, just go back to the Pats. I think they've um, they've got work to do. Um, obviously, but the Pats one of the Pats ways of doing things is to let some big guys go and then sign them back for peanuts. I think um, Jake pointed that out many times before. Yeah, and unless they can do that this season and maybe get them working again, I think they could be in trouble. Um, I'm I'm very I'm not seeing anything that makes me think the Pats are going to have a winning record this year. Uh, at, at this moment, I think they might actually get crushed by the other three teams in their division. So it'll be interesting to see what Belichick does in the next year or two. That I mean, looking at what's going to happen. Yeah, but historically, the Jets have been the Patriots' whipping boys. Uh, even last yes, year, they were. I, I yeah, don't, uh, that's yeah. not the case anymore. I think we, we can see that clear as day. That is not the case anymore. We'll wait and see. Uh, I, I still have a, a stupid amount of faith in Bill Belichick. Oh, he's a, he, he's the greatest. He's, oh, I he, think he's, he's, the, yeah, greatest he's, he's the best head coach ever. And he's the greatest defensive coordinator ever. So it's, you know, he's, he's got double sadly, there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know, sadly. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so... You think it'll be Jets pushing the Dolphins? I see the Dolphins. To me, the Dolphins go as Tua goes. Because if he's healthy and playing well, the Dolphins will win. They've got a good defense, incredible wide receiving core. Just the sheer speed in that team is frightening. Um, But as we saw last year, if Tua goes down, they're in trouble. They're in Mm -hmm. big trouble. I, um, I, I I still I still don't understand it. I, I, I Tua is an average quarterback, but I don't know. Is it just that maybe he's got chemistry with his wide receiving unit, and you know they they all work well together? Um, but the Dolphins last season, even with, with or without Tua, they were really inconsistent. They they, they, they were yeah. They had moments where they looked, or you know, they they could storm anyone. Uh, you know, especially with the offense, it could storm absolutely anyone. Yeah, let's not but. let's not forget that ridiculous comeback against the Ravens. Yes, where I thought there's no way that a Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh led Coach team, Harbaugh. <laughs> Coach Harbaugh led team, is giving up a what twenty one point lead in the fourth quarter, and he did on and like did. three plays. It was like three mm-hmm. plays, three touchdowns. It was just insane how, at times, this offense was clicking. And you're looking at it going, oh my goodness, this looks like, honestly, this looks like the old Warren Moon Oilers or or Jim Kelly's Buffalo Bill, just marching down the field, three, four plays, touchdown, three, four plays, touchdown, touchdown. You're like, what is going on here? And then other times, stalled out. Nothing was going right. You, you you know you're you're spot on with inconsistency there. Um, mm-hmm. I I I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I have no idea what's happening yeah. with the draft for any of these teams. I don't know what any of them are going to do. We'll wait and see with that. Uh, but I'm with you. I think the Bills still the class of that division. I still think the Dolphins have the slight edge over the Jets, even though Rodgers is there. 
Um, and mm. I'm not discounting the Patriots because I've been burned for 20 years doing that. So I'm not never doing it again. Um, so we're going we're to leave that saga now. Now, another piece of news that came out just uh, not long ago, which really surprised me. I don't know how you feel about this. Over in the NFC, the Washington Commanders have declined Chase Young's fifth-year option. I mean, I have no idea why, but, I mean, Dave, do you have any... Do you have any insight? Do you have any, uh, anyone in the know in Washington there? Do you good friends with who could tell us why they would do this to one of their best defensive players? Well, let, let's, let's go back a few years to when he was drafted. Now, he was prime at the time. No one expected him to go outside the top two, top three at the very, very least. Yeah, that's true. He was one of the most explosive uh, defensive ends coming out of college. Yes. Uh, arguably... In the last 20, 30 years, he was one of the most anticipated, heavily anticipated coming out. Now, he just hasn't shown as much as he did in college. I, I, people are meant, I mean, players are meant to progress. That's the idea. They're meant to progress as they reach the NFL. They step up the level and then they keep progressing. That's the idea. And with the right coaching and the right determination, um, discipline, you name it, they will get there. You know they they will get to the top. However, he seems to have stagnated a lot, and I think the commanders have seen that. I I I think there's probably more to the story. I um I don't think that you and McPhail will be too unhappy because uh, coming he, up to the draft. Yeah, he was he was draft, he desperate. Had, he was desperate for Chase. In fact, Young in fact, the, the year the year before, he was desperate for the Lions to just tank all the way for Chase Young. That's what he wanted. Exactly, uh, but yeah. I mean, he only—I mean, he only played a couple of games last year. He was injured. He was, but um, he was injured. Um, the year, the year before, though, he didn't show a whole lot. He's um, well again. Do you know what? It's like last, last. I was going to say last year. It wasn't last year. It was last week when I was talking to you. Last week we mentioned how some players might be the victim of their own early success. Chase Young was right. like all pro. Defensive rookie of the year, pro bowler in, in his first year. He was dynamite. Slight drop off. He did miss some playing time in 2021. And last year, he only played, I think he only started two games. In fact, do you know what? I'll bring it up. I think he only started like two or three games last year. Um, and so, you know, he, he didn't get any sort of stats that you would want. 2022, he played in three games, started two of them. There you go. Um, the rest of the time he, he was out, but I think he comes back and I think he's a, a dom. He's got the, certainly got the potential. We know he's got the potential to be a dominant defensive player. Um, the question then becomes if the Redskins aren't going to pick up his fifth year option and he explodes this year, what happens? Because how many times, be, uh... how many times we see, we saw this with Josh Jacobs. That's what Saw I was this. just about to say. It's going to be Josh Jacobs 2.0, isn't it? They're yeah. going to have to franchise tag him, pay him, pay him a lot of money for that one year, yeah. and you're limiting your other options for any other star players that you might need to franchise tag that you really want to hold on to. So they're backing themselves into a corner. Um, and obviously you've got the, the process of the sale of the commanders, which I think has actually... Um, it's been ratified and is start. You know the early processes of it is starting to go through. So um, 
yet there's a lot of change in Washington. I'm wondering if they're, you know, they, they might actually just completely wipe half the roster for next season and just start afresh because... Of course, because the team... I mean... Uh, that's, sorry, yes. That's the other news yeah. going on about the Commanders is that the, mm. uh, the seal of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it would just be a complete refresh, just reset and start from scratch again? I mean, what I what do you think? That, I mean, if you look at the quarterback position, Sam Hull is probably going to be the starter for this year. Oh, yeah, because they got rid so, of the best quarterback. Okay, yes, Heineke. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't know against Heineke. He was the best quarterback. I don't, I, I don't have anything against Heineke, but the bar was very low for him to become the best quarterback in that team. Yeah, And if Sam Hull wasn't better than Taylor Heineke, I don't think... I, I I worry for the commanders because I don't I don't think that uh, um, Sam Hull is going to take that step up and be that quarterback that they need to progress at all. And the, in their division, everyone else in their division has gone up. There, there's just nothing. I, I mean, was it two three years ago where the Cowboys got in on like a was that a five and eleven, four and twelve, rest six and ten, something along those lines? You know, it was a, it was a losing record. But they were top of the division. The Eagles were terrible. The Commanders were terrible. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys were pretty terrible. And the Giants were terrible as well. So every other team in that division, the Giants made the playoffs, the Cowboys made the playoffs, the Eagles got to the Super Bowl. What are the Commanders doing? Yeah, they're just, just they're setting themselves up for the next, yeah, three, four, next three, four years. Unless they pull something out of the bag and I'm not seeing it unless they, they have some sort of plan. But right now I think they're just going day to day trying to survive. And unless they're just tanking for, for first pick in the draft next year, it's not, not impossible, but uh, yeah, which, which, yeah, which I, they I might be. Yeah, they might be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, any other news that we've got going on around the NFL, Dave? What else has been happening? Oh, just a few. I, I've got a few quick ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Fifth-year options, uh, just carrying on from that. Uh, I think we're probably the easiest two in the entire league. Uh, Joe Burrows and Justin Jefferson have been picked up for the fifth-year <laughs> options. That's a shock. Yeah, I'm surprised um, by that. Surprised by that. Yeah, yeah. And um, the, no, the do, do, other do, one... Uh, that I, do you know, I am... S- Slightly surprised with Joe Burrow, not because they picked him up this year. Often, that's ridiculous. I'm surprised they have they've not tried to restructure a contract with him in the week of the or Jalen Hurts one. Yeah, I I, th- I think what well, I mean I think what they're what the plan is for them is to use this year to negotiate with his representatives and just get that long term contract in place. Um, I think it's going to be the same with Justin Jefferson if the Vikings aren't yeah. using that as their plan i i think they should just they should just go declare bankruptcy and leave the league oh, because that, they that would be the most moronic decision ever if they don't do everything in their power to keep a hold of justin jefferson then they're ju- it's suicide i mean it really is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah that's that's the best player on your team hang on to him for goodness sakes yeah absolutely um, um, and the, the yeah. only the only other fifth year option as well was uh tristan worths who uh, that i've noted um for the box season he's one of their off- offensive linemen and i think he's got a bright future ahead of him uh, so player. yeah i i think i I, th- I feel like he's been in the league for a lot longer but i think he's just shown a lot of consistency and he is you know a vital player uh, on that box offensive line 
Um, but speaking of uh, lines, uh, the Giants have signed, in my opinion, the best run-stopping nose tackle in the entire league in Sean Robinson to a one-year $8 million deal. Um, the Rams let him go. Of course, they did. And I think the Giants have an absolute steal in Sean Robinson. So uh, I think he's got a chance to really set up shop in uh, New York. And I wish him the best. But the Rams kind of shot themselves in the foot again. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, um, but we'll, we'll, I, I, we'll I'm, wait I'm, and see. Listen, uh, I, I'm well, not going to be judged and executioner on that one. I'm going to wait and see no, what happens. Um, wait and see what happens. The, the, only, the only other bit of news I have as well is that uh, the Titans have got confirmation of $1.2 billion, not million, billion dollars of public funding for their new stadium. So they finally have all the funding for them to rebuild, or to not even rebuild, to have a new build stadium uh, in the, Tennessee. I, so I'll, I'll never understand that. They're an NFL franchise. Their owners are billionaires. Mm-hmm. Fund it yourself. I mean, come on. What do you need public money for? You've got I, billions. I mean, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they've got billions, but they don't want to spend it all. I know they don't want to, but they should be forced to. If you, t- you, you should have, you have a responsibility when you buy a franchise, you've got responsibility. It's like if you if you if you were to buy, um, oh my goodness, what do you call them? Your, the, your football team, Manchester City, is it? Yes, Manchester. Yeah, City. Manchester City. If you bought you you became a billionaire, you bought Manchester City. Could you imagine what would happen if you then you know went around with the begging bowl for a new stadium for them to the people of Manchester? They'd be like. Hang on, you're worth billions. Build it yourself. That's what would happen yeah. in this country, and quite rightly so, because you have a responsibility when you take on a franchise. You take on the responsibility of the upkeep, just like if you buy a castle. If you buy an old, you see these old things like, oh, someone bought a a castle for two quid, and you're like, what on earth is that? Oh yeah, but the upkeep six million. All right, okay then, fair enough. But you have to do it. It's a responsibility that you've got. I cannot believe. That the, an owner of an NFL franchise is getting public funding, ah! and to that sum, and ah! to that sum, one point two billion. One point two. Oh, that's Jerry Jones didn't ask for funding, did he? Ugh, Actually, he may have done, and I just said something really <laughs> stupid there. And I, you know, yeah, everyone, yeah, I think he might have done. There's like three million people in in Texas just now listening in. And they're all like, what? Yes, he did. He actually went around our doors asking for money. Well, I mean, I think uh, Stan Kroenke got uh, a big chunk of public money from California as well uh, for the, for SoFi. So, um, Shocking yeah, I, I'm, I'm not completely against public funding. Also, hang um, on, hang on. Yeah. You've also got the sponsors for the stadiums. All the money you get from that. Where, where does that money go? Right into the I mean, if you look, where. well, we discussed this last year. Um, about the you know some some of the ridiculous names for the stadium, oh, I know. and it wasn't that much money, uh, you know. In kind of retrospect, so that it just wasn't that much money for the sponsorship for the naming rights. So, I mean, they've got to get get it from somewhere. Uh, that's what I mean. If if you're, it's how to stay a billionaire, isn't it? You find loopholes and you find uh, how, the right ways. How to, to stay your money. a billionaire? Don't spend any of your <laughs> own money. Spend everybody else's. That's exactly it. 
So what we're going to do now is we're going to bring in Jake McGee. And Jake, how are you doing, pal? Uh, it's one of my favorite times of year, so I'm, I'm excited. I've, I've already said goodbye to my sleep pattern uh, in preparation for Thursday. And uh, do you, do you have Friday do, for us? I was going to say, do you have Friday off work? Uh, nope. Nope. <laughs> so are you staying up on Thursday? Yep. <laughs> you're not right, Ned. But then, <laughs> but then, you know, you're a young guy. And so that's absolutely acceptable. When you're a young man, uh, when you get to my age, you can't do that anymore. So uh, Because you just, I, I've taken Friday off work. There's no way I could stay up for the draft. And then, uh, I, I don't know if you remember last year, um, I was going to go to bed after like the tennis pick or something like that. And then I ended up staying up a wee bit later and, and you and uh, Dave were mocking me mercilessly online. Still not sure what that was. Incorrectly. <laughs> Me and Dave stayed up. We watched it all. We yeah. toughed it out. You did. You did. But, you know, uh, as I say, I, I need my beauty sleep. I'm a, I'm a bit older now. These these things... You I'm quit quite, on the team. You, you quit on it, the team. It's not quitting. It's unacceptable. It's, it's making sure that I'm fresh for the next leg. I have faith in you guys. Absolute faith that, y you know, you were going to be able to take care of it. So, speaking of the draft, uh, Jake, why don't you give us your top 10 picks for your mock draft... And uh, tell us who you've got. Now, I've took great inspiration from uh, someone I look up to, an idol, a visionary, Maurice Jones-Drew. Um, <laughs> spoke about him before. He's yes. a draft expert. And last year he predicted four quarterbacks in the top 10. Um, obviously did. didn't go well that no, year. But I think the confusion was he was just ahead of his time. It's this year. You've got, so four, you look at you've my, got four quarterbacks in the top 10. I have four quarterbacks in the top oh. four. <laughs> okay. Um, do you know what? Oh. The floor is yours, Mr. McGee. Let us have it. So my, my mock draft starts off like everybody else, or 99%, that Bryce Young will become a Carolina Panther. I think that's pretty set in stone. It would be a surprise if it went any other way. It starts getting a bit fruity with my second pick. You've seen... Is it going to be CJ Stroud? Is it going to be a defender? Seems to have, you know, the recent buzz is that the Texans may take a, a defensive lineman or edge or who knows. They certainly have needs everywhere, but there's no way at number two you can pass up a quarterback. You know, the aim is that you will not be at number two next year. So I feel they have to take a quarterback. But, uh -huh. interesting side note, CJ Stroud... His agent is also the agent of Deshaun Watson. Ooh. So I don't think it's going to be CJ Stroud. I think the Texans are going to take a punt on Will Levis. All right, hang, hang on. I'm, I'm stopping you here, Jake. I'm stopping you here because mm -hmm. I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago. You uh, did? Maybe about three weeks ago. And we were talking about this. Who's going to be the first mm -hmm. off the board? And you said it wasn't going to be Stroud or Levis. You said it was going to be... Richardson. Richardson, yes, mm -hmm. that's what you said. That's based off the Panthers, based based off the, the Panthers and the buzz and what I thought the Panthers should do. Right As, over the last few weeks, I think it's been pretty set in stone that they're going to take Bryce Young. Okay, I'm not saying that's the right thing, or Anthony Richardson was the right thing. I'm just saying this is the, what, my yeah, mock draft, which I'm obviously taking great pride in and it's going to probably be about 80 percent correct <laughs> okay. um that bryce young will be a carolina panther right so you got bryce young and then mm -hmm. going did you say will levis 
Number two. Will Levis. Will Levis, yep. number two. Higher than a lot of people thought. Higher than some people uh, thought. Yep. Okay. Yep. Number three. Uh, number three, the Arizona Cardinals, wrong. It is the Las Vegas Raiders. They trade up to number three. They they look around and go, what is CJ Stroud still doing on the board? We're okay. taking him. The Raiders? So the Raiders move up. <laughs> I'm loving it. Loving it. Raiders trade up to number three. And mm-hmm. they, they take C.J. Stroud. Correct. Okay. Jimmy G, you, you you got a one-year contract, I believe. You're average. You're okay. You're injury-prone. We're going to take C.J. Stroud. You're going to battle against him. Okay, so... Worst comes to worst. We, we let him rest for a year. Okay, I'm trying to make a note of this. Right, okay, so that's three. Mm-hmm. Three picks, three quarterbacks. Yep, and then number four. Number four. The Colts are sat there going, you're going to give us Anthony Richardson? We're going to take Anthony Richardson. I mean, the man is, you know, looks like Cam Newton, 2.0. Uh, he, he does indeed. Got, uh, what an athlete, my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolute phenomenal athlete. You've got the, the offensive coordinator of the Eagles now at the Colts. Am I correct there? Uh, Before I make a fool of myself? I believe so. I'll, I'll be honest. I Say do Shane Striken, is it? I do not have that information in front of me. I do apologize. I am going to commit to that and then possibly look like a four. Saying Steichen, let's have a look. Is the head coach for the Indianapolis Colts? Well, there you go. Yes. So he's he's proven he can work with mobile quarterbacks. I mean, Jalen Hurts just got paid. Wow! Didn't he just? So yeah, we we spoke about that last week. He's now literally mm-hmm. the highest paid player in NFL history. So and his enough. previous offensive coordinator is now going. I can I can work with Anthony Richardson. Yeah. So that's my my top four. All four quarterbacks. Not going to happen. But hey, I, you it'd be boring not, if we all mock draft the same. I'll I'll be honest with you. I think if the readers moved up, do you not think they would take Richardson because he's such an athlete and they go for the fastest guy all the time? Even a quarterback? I just think at number three, if CJ Shroud is still sat there. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. Okay. I, I, another team I could see trading up, if it wasn't the Raiders, could be the Titans. They they might be one to watch. Obviously, they've got Ryan Tannehill and an awful lot of money invested in Ryan Tannehill. Um, they're supposedly not very happy with Malik Willis after, I think, who was his third round last year. Um, so they could be a team to, to watch out for as well. But I, I decided to go with the Raiders. Fair enough. So that's your top four. Hey, what's happening? That's my top four. What's happening at number five? What have we got? I feel like it gets a bit more respectable. Um, right. The Seahawks are quite happy laughing at number five and say, you know what, we'll take Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Most likely long gone by the time the Seahawks are on the clock, but if he's here, the Seahawks are going to take him. Now the Lions, do they take Jalen Carr? Jalen Carr is starting to slide. Number Most six. people saying he doesn't get past number six. I say he does. I'm saying that the Lions take Devin Witherspoon, cornerback. Devin Witherspoon, oh. Jalen Carter makes it past number six, which I'm being told by anyone who's got a job and knows what they're doing, that this will not happen. Well, I'm saying it does. And, Who are you going to believe? People yeah. that do this for a living or me? I'm believing you, Jake. Uh, especially because wow. I, th- I think that the Detroit Lions could probably use a little bit of help in the secondary right now. Um, so, yes, that's uh, that's good. Okay, so that's six. What have we got? And then a seven where it's the Raiders, but 
as per my trade, it is now the Cardinals. Uh Uh-huh. I am having them take Paris Johnson Jr., the tackle from Ohio State, or the Ohio State. Tackle. And there's a reason for this. Okay, go. Give me me your reason. Tyler Murray is lobbying for the Cardinals to take Paris Johnson. In 2021, he lobbied the Cardinals to draft an offensive lineman. They did not. They drafted a linebacker. Yes. In 2020... He lobbied for them to take an offensive lineman. They did not. Instead, they drafted a linebacker. Even worse, the Cardinals have had 10 picks in the first four rounds in the last three years. They have drafted seven defensive players, one tight end, one wide receiver, and one offensive tackle. That's not great when they know for a fact that what they need is help up front. No. I mean, out of the total, uh, the twenty-one draft picks in those in that three-year period, they've t- drafted just two offensive linemen who have played at least one snap for them. Oh my word! One in the sixth round and one in the third round. It's mm-hmm. if you just paid a lot of money to your young, athletic, maybe slightly on the smaller side quarterback, you should probably try and protect him. Definitely. Definitely should. I think my that goodness. would be a good plan. So I hope for Kyler Murray's sake, if this dream scenario of my draft just happened that he does get a bit of help on the offensive line surely surely this time they've got they can't they can't keep ignoring it but you know statistically the cardinal's going to take a defender this seems to be what they like to <laughs> I'll do take a, i'll take another linebacker that's what i'll do um, yes, yes okay so that's number seven out of the way that's number seven uh, now we've so got, we've got to three to eight. go three to go the atlanta falcons ain't a lot of smoke mm-hmm. and maybe some mirrors. Yes. Uh, this could be Bijan Robinson. Oh. Running back from Texas, Texas. But it's not going to be. It's going to be Tyree Wilson. Tyree Wilson, who has been mocked as high as number two he to has. the Texans. Right. So you reckon he's the going... The Seahawks, maybe. Do you think he'll slide all the way down to eight? Well, he will if, if this, this trade happens with the Raiders and the Cardinals. Yes. The if, way if, things if work this out. trade okay, happens yeah, and these yeah. quarterbacks all... We get a quarterback run... Tyree Wilson is going to be taken at some point, Oof. and the Falcons are going to say, why not us? Exactly why not you us. Know, they've had a, a brilliant off-season, and they're rebuilding the team, and they'll be quite happy to take this piece, I think. Yep. There we go. Okay. Two to go. Nine and ten. Two to go. Nine and ten. Everybody has Peter Skronsky going to the Bears from Northwestern. They do. But not me. No. But not me. Not you. Because I don't believe in following the norm. I think we finally see Jalen Carr. I didn't forget about him. He doesn't make it past the top 10. He does go inside the top 10 and he goes to the Bears. Because how scary would that be? Seeing Jalen Carr on the Bears. That would be pretty good. That would be pretty good. I know Callum will be happy with that one. He'd be happy with that I mean, Pierce Gronsky, most likely going to go here. Northwestern offensive lineman for your young athletic quarterback. Yeah. Hey, if Jalen Carter's on the board, you got to take Jalen Carter if you're the best. Because if you don't, the next team definitely would. The Eagles would 100% take Jalen Carter. Uh, yes. But I have would. them. <laughs> I have them taking a normal, pretty boring pick. Probably the most boring pick besides the Panthers. I have them just taking Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith. That's your 10th mm-hmm. pick. Nolan Smith. Yes. There we go. And that is Jake's top 10. Uh, now, obviously. Jake, my team's not picking in the top 10. 
In fact, it my team's not. not picking in the first round, and I don't even think we're picking in the second round unless something happens. Um, however, your scenes do have uh, a pick in the first round. Um, now, what number are they at? 20? 10. Oh, wait, we traded that to the Eagles. Uh, we are at <laughs> 29 instead. <laughs> 29 yeah. so do you have um who who do you think you're first of all who do you think they'll go for secondly who do you want them to go for assuming no trades i assuming no trades which is a big thing to assume with the saints because they love being busy on draft nights they certainly do um my mock draft i've got them saying where they are i've got them taking will mcdonald the fourth a defensive end Right. I I assume and I hope it is going to be a defensive lineman that we take. Whether, you know, it just depends how the, the chips fall. Could the Saints move up to get someone they like? Absolutely. They love doing it. I don't really have anyone I'm crazy about or I'm like, oh, we have to get them because, you know, before the combine, Nolan Smith would have been great, but then he absolutely blew up the combine. He's not going to make it to us. Right. So Will McDonald the fourth, I'd be happy with that. Um, I just hope to get some help for Cameron Jordan because it was a pretty empty-looking defensive line uh, room a few weeks ago when we yeah. just decided to say goodbye to every single defensive tackle we've ever had. It's it, it's hard when that happens. Someone's got to help him out. He can't do it all by himself. No, he can't. So you reckon that's what they're going to do? You reckon that's what the Saints are going to do? Help him out there? That's that's what I think, yeah. Hoping, hoping so. Good stuff. So there we go. So that's... Uh, that's Jake McGee's mock draft 1.0. Is that 1.0? I The one and only. I could there sit and play about and mess it about. The one and only. I, I posted the full one on Twitter if anyone's interested. Um, it is most likely going to be an abomination. Um, <laughs> but it's all all a bit of fun. And like I say, it would be, but you know, it's very easy. I could look at someone else's and copy it and yeah. go with the, the general consensus. I had a bit of fun with it and we'll see. Something for me to play along with. It is now. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to this draft. I know we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, that we we don't want to find out, you know, beforehand who's going to be number one, mm-hmm. two, and three. And I, I really, I don't think anyone knows what's happening. Even with a num- the number one pick, fuck, like who's going to go number one? Will it be Bryce Young? Probably. Might not be. Could it be someone else? Yeah, could be. And then once that's done. No, it's it's open season for the rest of the yes. Nobody has a clue what's happening. And I love it when you get a retrade. I love when Roger Goodell stands up there and says, Oh, the number the three pick has been traded from the from the Raiders to the Cardinals. Or whatever it was, I forget what you said. Um the other way around. But other way around. Yeah, you got yeah. the spirit. Um, I, I love that. It's gonna be great. So I'm really looking forward to that. Looking forward to the draft. Can't wait to see it. Of course, uh we will be chatting all the way through the draft uh, until I decide I need to go to bed because I'm an old man now, okay? So don't mock me. Do not mock me on Thursday night when I say, guys, I'm heading off. You're not allowed to do that, okay? I can't believe you you, you would do that before the Saints pick at number 29. I, I'm going to... No, tr- you're going to likely go to bed before the Saints I, even pick. How I, upsetting. No, because I think the Saints are going to trade up. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> trade up to number one. Yes! There you go. I'm like, I can go to bed now after number one. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Uh, okay, so that uh, takes care of the draft. That takes care of Jake's mock draft. So uh, once again, Jake, you're here. And uh, the last time you were here, we brought back the segment of Jake's Hot Takes. So we're going to be doing it again this week. 
So it's once again time for Jake's Hot Takes. Jake's Hot Takes. Love it. Uh, Jake, what have you got for us this week? Well, we've got, it feels like we've gone back in a time machine to roughly a year ago. Yep. And it's time for me to bring up my big issues with how the NFL handles their suspensions. Um, even at the best of times, I have issues with their suspensions. But this most recent one has my blood boiled. Um, the report came out from Ian Rapport that the NFL suspended five players, including Lions wide receiver Jameson Williams. Uh, for violating or oh, for violations of the NFL gambling policy. Now, when that first came out, you're thinking, "How could you be so stupid?" After last yeah. year's very well documented and high profile uh, profile kind of issues with with Calvin Ridley being suspended for a year or well, at least a year indefinitely, he has now been reinstated. Yeah, yeah I, I when when I sort of saw the, the headline that uh, they, they're banning players, I, I was literally gobsmacked. I was thinking, how, who in a right mind would be betting, you know, after what's happened to Calvin Ridley? Surely no one, everyone would look at it because that was so high profile. It wasn't mm-hmm. like that was swept under the rug. This was, the man was made an example of, and it was all over NFL Network. It was all over NFL.com. It was all over the news it was everywhere, this Calvin Ridley thing. So, yeah, I was the same as you, Jake. Uh, initially, just gobsmacked. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy that Ridley is now reinstated. He, of course, moved to the Jaguars whilst being basically exiled from the NFL, but he's yeah. back. We'll see him on the, the field. I hope he does very well for the Jags. Um, it does mean that I have very little sympathy um, for CJ Moore, Quintess, I want to say Cephas, hopefully I'm not butchering his name, and Commanders player Shaka Tony, because they are all suspended indefinitely, at least one year. Yep. So reading between the lines, they are guilty of exactly what Calvin Ridley was, betting on NFL games, whether it included their team or not. They are not allowed to bet on NFL games. Like we said, it was very well documented. As you rightly mentioned, Calvin Ridley was basically made an example of. Yeah. They... You know, basically threw the book at him and, you know, the at least a year was a threat. You know, if he had any issues or didn't show mm-hmm. kind of remorse, they they wouldn't have reinstated him. Obviously, they're, they're happy that he won't make that mistake again and he's back. But they're all done for at least a year. I believe the two Lion players, um, CJ Moore and Quintez, were released by the Lions. So not only are they suspended for a year, they don't even have a team when they come back. Yeah, and they're not going to. They're not going to uh, obviously get picked up. I mean, Calvin Ridley got picked up by the Jaguars, as you've already mentioned, mm-hmm. sort of towards the the end of the year. It wasn't like you know off season. Almost signed Calvin Ridley because you're like, well, he's not going to be available this year. They signed him during the season, um, and obviously thinking or hoping that his his suspension could be up soon because it's indefinite. You don't know exactly when it's going to be. Um, these guys, you know, it's at least a year. As you've already mentioned, they're not going to mm-hmm. get picked up by another team. Or if they do, it's going to be ages down the line. Uh, and, you know, with, with no offense to those players, at the time, Calvin Ridley was one of the best players Atlanta had on their entire team. Um, so he, you, you knew he was going to get picked up when he came towards the end of his suspension. But, oh, my goodness, these, these guys, I mean, what, what are they doing? 
Well, they will be coming to an XFL game near you, I would assume. Um, I guess they being released, being suspended from the league, even once they're reinstated, will someone pick them up? Who knows? Like you say, Calvin Ridley was a, a well-known name and, and like say, a lot of promise. Um, he'll look to show and kind of reward the Jaguars for having that faith in him. So with those players, like I say, I struggle to have sympathy with them. Um, I still don't agree with how the NFL handles the suspensions and the kind of time frames they throw at domestic violence compared to um, betting or even yeah. you know drug use uh, in terms of that. But that's a whole other issue. Like I say, don't have much sympathy for those players. But there are two other players that were suspended, Jameson Williams and Stanley Berryhill, both of Detroit. Sensing yes. a bit of an issue here, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, they were suspended for six games. Okay, why are they getting a different suspension? You know, is it, I thought it was if you know you bowed any NFL game, you're banned a year and indefinitely. Yeah. Well, it turns out they didn't, or at least we know Jameson Williams didn't bet on NFL games. He bet on a college game, nothing to do with the NFL. He can have no influence over it. The reason he suspended six games is because he did it in the facility. Which so is if he just ridiculous. Yes. If if he had gone on his lunch and gone to Subway across the road and placed his bet, that's absolutely fine. But because he did it in the facility or some, somewhere where they, the, he was working basically for the team, they have banned him for six games, which is moronic. It is. You'd think, hang on a second. So it's, so it's okay for me, I can't bet in the NFL, but I can bet in other sports. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, I'll do that then, or maybe. But are we betting an NBA game or something like that? Oh, you can't do that here, six-game suspension. Sorry, what? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, they're aware of this, you know, this is their job, there's no excuse, they know the consequences. If you're betting on NFL games... You're a bit of an idiot, especially after last year. You can't claim ignorance is bliss because it was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, banning players for putting a bet on another sport or another league just because it's just bizarre. And the thing that just blows my mind is just the other month at the owners' meeting, the owners voted unanimously to allow game day betting at sportsbooks located within NFL stadiums. So it's fine as me, as a fan, I can go in, in on the stadium in the same day and place a bet, but a player even looks at the NBA game later, oh, see you in six games, buddy. And everything, everything is, is sponsored by um, sportsbooks. Mm-hmm. NFL everything. has partnerships with Caesars Entertainment, DraftKings, yes. FanDuel, yep. Bets, MGM, Box Bet, Points Bet, Win Bet, the New Orleans State Stadium is called the Caesar Superdome. We're sponsored by a betting company. Yeah, no, it's Caesar Super. It's not Little Caesar Superdome. It's not pizza. It's it's a betting company. Mm-hmm. And the, just yesterday, when we go back to we talked about the, the mock drafts and the drafts, I got an email from the official NFL UK um, email to do a draft predictor via Eight 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 Sport, a betting site. It's just bizarre how you can promote betting, be so proud of betting, in, you know, increase people and entice people to bet, yet <laughs> deliver such stupid suspensions to, you, I mean, to your own players. The, the thing is, I could understand it if they were reprimanded. 
and said, you know, written warning. You, you can't do this. Not in the building. If you want to bet, fine. Just don't do it in the building. I, I get that. If, you know, if you want to write them a wee memo and send them an email and say, don't do that. Cool. But a six-game suspension? <laughs> like, what? It's, it, it's mind-blowing. It really is. I mean, I'm with you, Jake. It, it, it's moronic. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. You're right. Excellent. Right. With the with the, uh, the players that are banned a year are uh, indefinite for betting on NFL games, whether you agree with it or not, and like I say, with the length of the suspensions, end of the day, they know what they're doing. They have seen a, a, a live case a yes. year ago. They should know better. I have a lot more sympathy for Williams, and I can only assume Berry Hill is the same because he got six games. If you're just having a, a bet on the NBA game later tonight, you know, you're at work... You know, you're staying late. You're doing some some off season workouts, and you think, "Oh, NBA game kicks off in a couple of hours. I'll just, you know, put a quick ten pound bet on a LeBron James double double. That seems likely." And then to get suspended for that, just say, I, "I, I just, I don't understand it." And the fact that, like, say, domestic violence and won't even start going into the show and Watson, but all yeah. sorts of bigger, you know issues in the world larger off-field issues that have bigger implications for other humans and you get two games four games maybe six games maybe 11 um but if you have a a cheeky bet on you know the la lakers you're going to get six games if you bet on an nfl game like i say you get a full season it just the discrepancies of it just really upsets me and annoys me yeah, let's, um, as I say, we're not going to go into the whole Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. thing, but he was suspended for 11 games. Yep. That's it. It wasn't even a full season. 11 games. For everything that went on. You place a bet in another sport? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's just it's so... And as you as you rightly say, Jake, every you know they're all supported by, um, sponsored by sports books, Bet three six five, and uh, you know as you say, eight 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 dot com and Skybet, and just all of them. It's relentless, relentless. Every second advert is a betting advert. You can now go to an NFL stadium on the, on the day and bet in a sports book. It, 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 it's all about betting. They're yeah. encouraging it. They the, they want it. I'll bet you they've that got a team in Las Vegas for crying out loud. Yeah, and there'll be a casino in that stadium. We know it. Um, and I will bet you that there's an entire generation. I'll bet. I'll bet you. See, that's me talking. Already. <laughs> <laughs> How much? Yeah, I don't know. You're, you're banned uh, for the next six podcasts. But there's. <laughs> it might be good for me. Um, there'll be an entire generation of people who don't know that Ray Winston is an actor. And they only know him from <laughs> Bet365 adverts. And I, I, in fact, I was watching, I don't know, have you ever seen Sexy Beast? With Ray no. Winston? You ever seen, listen, uh, it's on all four just now, I think it's called. It used to be called, no, they're changing it. It's Channel 4 Plus, you know, the streaming service from Channel mm-hmm. 4. Um, Sexy Beast, great film. Ray Winston, uh, but Sir Ben Kingsley plays the most terrifying person on screen ever. 
and Ben King, the guy who played Gandhi. Like, come on, behave yourself. But honestly, watch it. It's an amazing film. It's it's a, a heist, a heist film. But Ray Winston's in it as a as a retired uh, retired guy. And um, who else is in it? Uh, Ian McShane, Lovejoy. He's in it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's a really really good film. It's a film for uh, original, I believe. So uh, go on, go on to that, and you can watch it. But Ray Winston, who who did has done loads of acting, loads of great films. Um, and I'll bet you there's loads of people who only know him from these adverts where I think it's Bet365 and it's just constantly, it constantly on. These adverts are, if you watch, so uh, if you're unfortunate enough to watch daytime television, um, you're either getting the, the those awful adverts for the RSPCA. Uh, I say they're awful. Uh, obviously, what they do is a good thing, but I, I just hate seeing things about, you know, sick animals and stuff like that. Um, or you're getting Ray Winston 40 times an hour, just c- constantly going on about betting and betting and betting. If you watch Sky Sports Channel, it's just betting. That's all it is. All the adverts are betting. And you're thinking, oh my word, what is going on here? Um, and as you say, there is the... the was it the Pat McAfee show? Um, he's sponsored by FanDuel, isn't he? Every other YouTuber who does NFL stuff is uh, sponsored by um, DraftKings. It's it's constant. So for them to do this, you're thinking, oh, you know what? If you if you're going to if you're going to say betting on the sports brings the game into disrepute, then you can't do it yourself. Stop. Mm-hmm. Stop sponsoring the entire NFL and every single blade of grass on every pitch with another sports book. Just stop doing it. It's it's awful. It really is. I mean, what on Thursday? Well, Thursday night, Friday morning for us to the draft. There will be segments. There will be... I'll probably show odds of, you know, oh, I, you know, this piece more likely you could bet £10 on this and you'd win $18. You know, there'll be segments or mentions of odds i'm betting at the, the draft on, on thursday I, I can almost guarantee it yeah yeah i mean they always every week they bring up the spread and mm-hmm. and, and and that's uh, in case people aren't aware that's not because they're trying to you know predict scores for predicting score sakes that's purely for betting purposes the spread exists for betting purposes you know, what's the desert saying that's what the, you know yeah, good morning you know, football and uh, yes yeah, good morning the desert, football. The desert saying and, and and they've got the uh, they've got the the the, the predictions. Um, the, the woman is a Colleen Wolf. Is that her name? I forget the one who does mm-hmm. the, the the predictions. And it's always a they're a three point favorite. That's that's for betting. That's what that is. It's nothing else. Purely for betting on the sport. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm with you there, Jake. So I, I got a little bit up about that. It annoys me. Yeah, always like I say, anytime suspensions comes up just feels like priorities aren't always where they should be. So a big thanks to Jake there, and we're going to be hearing a little bit more from Jake later on. So Dave, uh, just before we come on to you giving us your mock draft, because the draft is on Thursday night, uh, earlier is Friday morning uh, for us here. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I've got to actually, uh, we shout out here to Ben Isaacs. Uh, ben Isaacs is on Twitter, um, and he has published a book. 
This book is called The American Football Revolution, How Britain Fell in Love with the NFL. And it's about everything uh, NFL UK related, right from the early days of Channel 4, showing uh, the first games uh, going right through to present day and how the sport has grown in the UK. You can pre-order it on Amazon, Waterstones, W. Smiths and Bookshop Online. Uh, that's uh, bookshop.org. Um, so go on, uh, pre-order. I know I'm, I've already pre-ordered my copy because I cannot wait to read this actually. So that's the, the American Football Revolution by Ben Isaacs. You can go and check that out. Uh, coming soon, I see you can pre-order it. So Dave, the draft. The, the NFL Draft 2023. I want you. We look forward to it every year, don't we? We do. Now, I want you to give me your top 10 mock draft, please. All right. Okay. Well, uh, what what I did, because I think in this first round, especially, there are going to be numerous trades and I cannot call them. I, I, I My crystal ball ran out of energy. Um, the, the electric bill was too high to cover the, <laughs> the, the crystal ball for that length of time. So um, I, I've, I've gone for I've gone for a draft that is not in, it doesn't include any trades. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Panthers with the first pick in the draft. Obviously, they're going to go quarterback. Which one? I think it'll be Bryce Young. I I, I just I, I think Alabama's Bryce Young is going to go to Carolina. He's going to be a Panther. I think the I think um one of one of the tests that they give. Uh, to all the players. Um, I can't remember the exact specific one, but the Carolina Panthers owner is very big on this specific test. And Bryce Young aced in the top 2% of all players. Oh, this now, is the, uh, I believe I might mispronounce it. I think it's called the Wunderlicht test. Wunderlicht test. Th- it could be that. Germany, yeah, it could yeah. be that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think he, he aced that test. And the... Panthers owner is very big on that test. So uh, I see Bryce Young uh, edging ahead of CJ Stroud um, of Ohio State. And yeah, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly believe that Bryce Young is going to be the first pick in the draft this year. Bryce Young, number one. Which then begs mm. the question who is number two? Well, Texans. I was all Texans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it yeah. is the Texans, yeah. Now, I, I think the most glaring, obvious need the Texans have is quarterback. There's yes. just, I, I don't see how you can even get away from that. Nope. Um, the thing, though, is that sources around the league do not know who the Texans are going to pick. Now, for months and months and months, it has been, who's going to be first pick in the draft? Is it going to be Bryce Young? Is it going to be C.J. Stroud? No one is, is sure that the Texans will go for C.J. Stroud. I do think they will go for C.J. Stroud, though. I, I, I genuinely believe it. Would you, would you take I, Stroud I mean, over, over Levis or Richardson? Yes, because I think he has shown consistency in the high level that he's performed at in college. Um, I think he's been a standout for Ohio State uh, for a couple of years now. And I, I think, um, especially with Anthony Richardson, um, I don't think he's had that consistent level. He, he seemed to have stepped up his game coming into the draft, but um, I, I still think, think CJ Stroud will go at number two. And this, this is barring any trades because 
The other thing I think might happen is that if the Texans give up number two, trade away mm-hmm. uh, um, for a big load of draft capital, I think they still they have the 12th pick in the draft as well. And I thoroughly believe there will be one or two other quarterbacks at that stage. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think they, they have to pick C.J. Stroud uh, if, they, if they don't decide to trade. So, um, yeah, C.J. Stroud, new Houston Texan from Ohio State coming in at number two. Okay, and who have you got next? Well, number three is the Cardinals, which gives me delight and sadness at the same time that they are so high in the draft, but because they had such a poor season. It is what it is. But uh, I obviously, I don't think they're going to go for a quarterback. Um, I think Tyler is 100% going to be an Arizona Cardinal. Um, so I think that the Cardinals will pick Will Anderson, defensive end out of Alabama, who was all, who was touted, he's been touted as a top five pick for, again, probably the better part of two years. Mm-hmm. Um, explosive defensive end, and he's got high, high, high sort of game IQ as well. Um, so he's, you know, he can get round uh, tackles very easily. He can overpower them. He, he's just an explosive specimen, and I think Will Anderson will go as number three in the draft. Will Anderson, number three, and then number four, we've got the Colts. What do you think they're mm-hmm. doing? I think we've got another QB needed team, and I thoroughly believe that they will go quarterback. So I think they will pick Anthony Richardson. I, I, I out of Florida. Um, we've already discussed him a little bit. He seemed to have really impressed the scouts. Really impressed the scouts. I, he was kind of tipped as a decent quarterback, but he's. I think whatever he's been showing in the combine and in his interviews in his uh, top thirty. Yeah, visits, his, his athleticism is off the charts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's not many that have even come close to uh, to matching it in the past. So I, I'm. I'm excited to see what he brings to the league, but I think he will be number four pick in the draft out of Florida to the Indianapolis Colts. Then number five, we have the Seattle Seahawks. You got their pick from the, the Denver Broncos. So what do, you reckon mm-hmm. the, what do you reckon the Seahawks are doing? I think the Seahawks are going to take a gamble, but a calculated gamble. And I think they'll go for Jalen Carter. Now, we've already know, we, we know that he's had some disciplinary issues, many off-field issues in the last few months. Um, but he's undeniably the best defensive tackle in the league. The Seahawks went uh, and bumped up their offensive line last year, and they're obviously Geno signed a new deal. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think they're good on the offensive line right now. Obviously, they don't have any glaring needs on offense, so I think they're going to bump up the, the defense. So it's kind of a toss-up between uh, they'll go for the, the calculated gamble of J- Jalen Carter, um, they may actually go for a cornerback as well, uh, but I, I, I think Jalen Carr would be would be a, it's a very decent addition to the team. I think if he if he is able to mature quickly, then he could be one of the best in the league at defensive tackle. Uh, then number six, of course, you've got the Detroit Lions. They got their pick from the Rams. Um, so where are Detroit going here? They could probably use some help on the defensive side of the ball. But what have you got? Yeah, they could use some de- uh, a little bit of help, especially with players like Jeff Okuda, who's uh, left the team now, and um, they've, they've got maybe a few gaps. I am going to throw a curveball in here. I think with the sixth pick in the draft, the Detroit Lions pick Will Levis out of Georgia, uh, out, out of Kentucky, sorry, at quarterback. 
I was wondering because, when you were going to get around to Levis. Yeah, because I think that Jared Goff is what the most average quarterback in the entire league. Yeah, we, but, we, all, we all know that you think that, Dave. <laughs> Very good but, but what what fee is he going to command in any kind of uh, extension, folks? What? Why? I mean, if Will Le- if Will Levis sat behind Jared Goff for a year, you see out Jared Goff's contract. You have you, you put in Will Levis uh, into in the second year into the start. I, I see a win win situation for the Lions. I think if he's he's shown that is he is very capable of being a franchise quarterback. So I'm quite excited that out of our for the Lions if they do pick one of the top quarterbacks in this draft. So I don't know. I I, I re- I was, this was one of one of the harder ones at yeah. picking the top ten. The Lions don't. The Lions have needs, but not glaring needs. So if they really want to plan for the future, I, I genuinely believe that Will Levis could be their franchise quarterback of the of the future. Very nice. Uh, that be for the Lions. So number seven, the Las Vegas Raiders picking at number seven. What do you think is going on there? I, I I think I think the Raiders are going to probably trade this pick. I I, th- I think they might actually trade this and um obviously I'm I'm picking picking this draft based on no trades whatsoever. Of course. I th- I think they'll go for the defense. They'll go for defense then Tyree Wilson, I think he's one of the kind of standout uh, edge edge rushers again, uh maybe slightly behind Will Anderson. So uh Terry Wilson at Texas Tech, yeah. I, I think that that would be a pretty solid pick for the Raiders. Um, to kind of bump up that defensive line. Yeah. Uh, and then at number eight, the Atlanta Falcons. They're picking there. So what do you think is going to happen with them? They offense or defense? I think they'll go defense. Um, I, I think they're going to take the, the highest rated cornerback uh, in the draft in Christian Gonzalez uh, out of Oregon because he, he's a big specimen of a, of a cornerback. I think he's six foot two. Um, again, high game IQ. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. It's not. I don't think it's a losing uh, pick whatsoever for the Falcons. Um, obviously, they do have. A, they've got a lot of needs to the Falcons. I think they've they've um, they've made some kind of un, uh, quiet savvy business, but nothing really stand out. Nothing really to shout about uh, with the free agent signings. But uh, yeah, I think Christian Gonzalez would be good for their secondary. And yeah, highest rated cornerback comes out of the draft at number eight. So two to go, Dave. What do you got for number nine? The Chicago Bears are picking there. Now, a lot of people have got the Chicago Bears picking from uh, for the offensive line to kind of protect Justin Fields. Now, you can't really go against that argument. That's yeah. very fair enough. However, David Montgomery is no longer there. I think the Bears might go for the highest rated running back in the league if if he is still there in the, in the draft, sorry, mm-hmm. in Bijan Robinson. Now, he has been touted as someone who should be going top 10. But because, the I mean, the running back market right now is flooded with top tier uh, running backs. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we spoke about this towards the end of last, last season as well. There's a lot of running backs that were at contract. Bijan Robinson... Uh, could actually drop further than this, although he shouldn't. So I, I think the Bears might go for one of the most highly touted running backs in the in the entire draft, and Bijan Robinson would be perfect to fill that gap. I, I mean, they they were picking up over two hundred yards 
per, for uh, how many games? Maybe six games that he rushed for over 200 yards last yeah, year? Yeah, it was a lot. I, I think it was like three in a row or four in a row. It was ridiculous mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah, and uh, I think they're, the way their system is, uh, they have to have a decent running back. So if they've got one that is already solid and is coming in at such a young age, mm-hmm. Bijan Robinson ticks a lot of these boxes. So I, I quite like the Bears to go for pick number nine in the draft uh, for uh, Bijan Robinson. And running at the top 10, we have last year's uh, Super Bowl runner-ups, the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they got that one from the New Orleans Saints. So the Eagles, Dave, your final pick of the top 10. What have you got? I don't think it's very fair that the Eagles have number 10 in the draft after they hit the Super Bowl last year. But uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. Uh, the trade with the Saints has worked out for them. So I, I think the Eagles might go for secondary. Um, and I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to take a bit of a punt here and say Devin, Devin Witherspoon from uh, uh, Illinois. So he's with Christian Gonzalez, these are the two highest-rated cornerbacks in the draft. So I think the Eagles might go for um, that. I mean, the only other thing that maybe to watch out for is if Jalen Carter is still there. If Carter is still there, I think he will go to the Eagles. But if he's not there, if, he, mm-hmm. if maybe the Seahawks do pick him up, yeah. then I think the Eagles will maybe look to someone like Devin Witherspoon uh, to bump up their secondary. And there we go. That rounds up Dave's top ten. Well done, Dave. I like that. That's your top 10 you. picks. Oh, no problem at all there. Right. Now, so what we're going to do now is we are going to actually announce the winner of our giveaway for the uh, packs, the three packs. And I still I still have them here. Still unopened. Mm. Three packs of Fleer Ultra Football 91 trading cards. Unopened. Um, so, Dave, we put the competition out on twitter there and we asked people to uh like and retweet and follow us so uh, now i should point out that for whatever reason and i don't know what it is when we see the tweet and it says how many retweets there are for some reason we cannot see all of the people who retweeted this whether this is to do with people's settings Mm-hmm. Um, for, but for whatever reason, we, we, we are not seeing the full amount. So unfortunately, we, there are people who've retweeted this, um, who we simply can't see. We don't know whether or not, uh, who it is that's, that's retweeted it. So we've, we've only got a few that we can pick from here. So Dave, I'm going to get you to give me a number to a, that number is between one and six. Please give me a number between one and six. One and six. Uh, you know what? We'll go for the. Um, we'll go for number six. I think number six. Uh, so congratulations to Lorne Callahan. Lorne Callahan, who appears to be a Cowboys fan uh, and a fan of the oh. Edinburgh Wolves as well. Um, nice, so he's always an, another podcaster. So there you go. Uh, Lauren Callahan, <laughs> you have won three packets of Fleer 1991 Ultra Football Trading Cards unopened. We will be in touch. And what we'll do is we'll uh, be in touch on Twitter so that we can get your address from you and we can get these uh, sent out ASAP. So congratulations to Lauren Callahan. There you go. Thank you very hey. much. So, Dave, uh, we've come to our final segment. And it is, of course, Random Stats. Random Stats. Random stats. We love random stats. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, Dave, why don't why don't you go first this week for random stats? Well, indeed. Now, obviously, got the draft coming up. 
very excited for that. Uh, but I'm going to take you back to five years ago. Now, we know about Mel Kuyper. We know who Mel Kuyper is, don't we? we? Do we love Mel Kuyper or do we not love Mel Kuyper? Hang on, I need to put the sound bite in. Who in the hell is Mel Kuyper, in a way? Yeah, who the hell is Mel Kuyper, anyway? So, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's still one, that's still one of that. the best sound bites of all yes. time. Love it. it is. Uh, so that's yes, it. carry on. So we, we do, we yeah. are aware of the existence of Mel Kuyper. Just a little bit. Yes. Um, now he said that, um, if Lamar Jackson wasn't all in on a transition to wide receiver, it may view how teams feel about taking him in the second round. Now, that may have been one of the biggest errors from any analyst in the history of the NFL. Because, as we know, Lamar ended up being selected with the 32nd pick mm-hmm. in the first round of the draft. Mm-hmm. So the very, mm-hmm. very last pick in the first round. Yep. So, um, and, he, and since then, I think it's fair to say he didn't look back. Now, um, in his second year, Lamar became just the second unanimous MVP in league history. Just a second. In his second uh, and you know that was in just his second year in the league. Mm. That that's very, very impressive. Um, and as of now, Lamar has the highest career passing rating in his in his draft class at 96.7. His highest rate his highest QB rating, 96.7. Again, very impressive. He's also got the most rushing yards for a QB in his class, as we can probably guess by that. Yeah. But it, what it is actually is 4,437. For a quarterback, that's huge. Hang on, sorry, sorry, sorry. 4,437 rushing yards. Yes. And he came into the league in 2017. Mm-hmm. Five years ago. Wow. That's not, and, and he's had injuries and he's had a couple yeah he's, he's not played well. he's not finished last two seasons oh my word yeah. okay yeah. I, I mean when a, when a running back gets 100 yards in a game well, you know, we're raving that that's a really good game for him I mean is Lamar Lamar's had plenty 100 yard games and it's you know I mean the only thing I think left for Lamar to do at this stage would be to go on strictly I think Lamar would be amazing on Strictly Come Dancing. I thought you were going to see is to win a Super Bowl. Like, no, well, that too. No, that, go that on too, Strictly. But, uh, That's a, he doesn't need any went, Super Bowl wins. He, uh, I, no, he needs, to be, he needs to be on a dance floor. He needs to be in the ballroom in uh, Blackpool Tower. Yeah, I think that would be the next step in his career. I, I, I think it's a natural can, progression for uh, Lamar if, Jackson. If they, ever, if they ever get Lamar Jackson, on Strictly, they need to get Kevin Harlan to do the commentary for it. Can you imagine Bruno Tonioli going crazy watching Lamar do the can can? <laughs> that would be immense, just incredible. That would be. I mean, I would watch Strictly. Then I've never watched Strictly. I would be watching it week in week out if we saw Lamar Jackson on there, can canning, and uh, you know it just. I don't know, but I, I can't remember uh, any any other dances. That's how much I watched Strictly. But yeah, I mean, okay, back to the rounds that we may have gone off on a tangent. Slight there, tangent. But just a slight tangent. Um, but he's also got the second most wins by a QB in his class at 49. Um, and this was all after Mel Kuyper saying that he should transition to wide receiver and basically carry on his career from there. What an absolute shocking thing to say when you can see what he was capable of 
You saw, I, I mean, I saw him in college. I, I thought he was going to be a, an easy first rounder in college because he, I mean, some obviously some of the, the weapons that he did have in college uh, are now very accomplished receivers in the league. So, yeah, I mean, Lamar's carried the Ravens for the past few years. Yeah. Pay the man already. Good Lord, just pay him. But, you know, he's, he's just, he's the highest way. I mean, it, it was our, I think it was maybe four first round quarterbacks in that draft. So um, I'm, I'm, he's, he's, I, I don't know. Was that the Bacon Mayfield? Was that? I think it was, Bacon yeah. was first yeah. overall? And I, I'll be honest, I'm not sure who the other quarterback. I mean, Baker was a Josh shot. Josh Rosen Baker was, was a shot. Oh, yeah. Oh, Josh Rosen, was yeah. He, was he in 2017? I think he was. Was he not second maybe. or third? Uh, no, I think he was like ninth overall or second, maybe second quarterback taken. But mm. that might have been 2018. I'm not sure when, when Josh Yeah, was but Lamar, I mean, Lamar was not the first quarterback taken. No, as you say, 32nd overall. Mm-hmm. And Crazy. yeah, I, I mean, Mel Kuyper needs to eat his hat because... Yeah, that, but... I, I mean, it's it's only... It's, <sighs> if, it's, it's, I, I think this is where analysts... Uh, are the, the word of analysts should be taken with a pinch of salt because how how many saw Patrick Mahomes becoming the player that he is? He wasn't even taking the was was wait when was Patrick Mahomes taken? He was tenth overall. I think he was I he think 10? he was I think he was tenth. I think Mahomes was tenth. Uh, yeah, I know he overall. wasn't single digits. That's why I, I mean no one saw it coming. The, Chief, the Chiefs had hope obviously, but no one saw him being the quarterback that he's turned into today. Uh, so, yeah, I think the scouts and the analysts yeah, but see, the, the thing a lot the, of work to do. The thing with Mel Kuyper is that he's been wrong so many times in <laughs> such huge ways. The, there was a quarterback who I have forgotten about, and I'm going to, I, I'm, I'm going to forget his name again. Um, he went to the Panthers, and Mel Kuyper had said, if he's not... A successful quarterback, then I'll retire. And he wasn't. He was rubbish. Um, oh my! It was it was the same year that Tebow went to the Bronx. Uh, Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen. Mel Kiper said, "If Jimmy Clausen's not a you know a world beating quarterback, then I'm going to retire." And, and yeah, okay, very good. That's, um, that's a name I haven't heard for so long. Well, no wonder. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, no wonder. Um, but he he also said, I think he said that like Julio Jones couldn't catch or something like that, and he said Jamarcus Russell was the best prospect he'd ever seen. And um, Mel Kiper has constantly, constantly done this, and the man, the man clearly hasn't got a clue. Why is he still on the 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 television? You know. I'll, no, I'll play that. I, I, I'm going to play the soundbite again. Who in the hell is Mel Kuyper, in a way? Who the hell is Mel Kuyper, anyway? Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. I think just just to well, just to re-emphasize how wrong Mel Kuyper can be. Uh, you mentioned Jimmy Clausen there. Yeah. Now uh, he he was picked in the second round uh, by the Panthers uh, in 2010. Uh, second round, 48th pick of the draft. Now his he basically disappeared from the league in 2015. He went to the Bears uh, in 2014. He was basically back up. There was nothing. He was kind of. Uh, he even went to the Ravens 2015 and didn't. He didn't do anything. He didn't need to do anything. Um, but his career NFL stats: 
Uh, he had a 54% uh, career uh, completion percentage, 255 from 472. He had seven touchdowns and he had 14 interceptions. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this right now. So as I say, that was the same year that Tebow got drafted mm. to the Broncos. And I think Mike Mayock was the other one who was just like shocked that the Broncos were taking Tebow and not taking Jimmy Claus. They're like, I can't believe Tebow's going to go ahead of Jimmy Clausen. Jimmy Clausen, are you kidding me? If the Broncos, right, because we all know what happened. Broncos drafted Tim Tebow, right, 2010. And then uh, through 2011, it was a bit, uh, and then Tebow came good at the end of 2011. Uh, and then uh, Peyton Manning became available in 2012. Remember that? And then the Broncos got him. Yes, if uh, yes, the yes, Broncos yes. had taken Jimmy Clausen, I absolutely guarantee you they would not have signed Peyton Manning. And I'll tell you why. Because they would have had the first overall pick in the draft and got Andrew Luck. There you go. That's what yeah. would have happened. And, well, a quick quick, uh, quick bit of um, so, uh, sorry, knowledge I'll... about that one. <laughs> okay. who, who, was, who was the first pick in that draft? Do you remember? In 2010? Another flop of a quarterback in Sam Bradford. Oh, my word. The Rams, Sam Bradford. First pick in the draft, there yes. No, I didn't know and that. that's the last time that that's the last time that the Rams had and the automatic first pick in the draft because they traded up for Jared Goff. They had Sam Bradford. Let's say the Rams do not do well high up the draft. So it's maybe it's a good thing that we're quite far down. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're both. I think we're on day three when we finally pick. I'm not sure that one. Um, now, uh, speaking of the draft, I I I said to Jake already. Um, last year, you guys mocked me because I was tired and I was going to go to bed and you were mercilessly mocking me on WhatsApp. Don't do that again this year because I will get tired and I will want to go to bed. Okay. I'm just telling you now this happens. All right. Wait till you're my age. Let's see how you feel. Okay. So my, my random stat now, last week. Um, last week, uh, my random stat, as you may remember, was about Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. And uh, the great Dan Marino had a wonderful career, um, Hall of Famer, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest to ever do it. Unfortunately, he never won a Super Bowl, went to one. Uh, and his Pro Bowl season in 1995 was the last time a Miami Dolphins quarterback has gone to the Pro Bowl. That was my random stat. This week's mm-hmm. random stat kind of it doesn't lead on from that it's a sidestep from that because yeah. when i was researching this and i couldn't believe that the dolphins went 1995 was the last time they had a pro bowl quarterback it caught me thinking mm-hmm. which team has the longest streak of not having a pro bowl running back now Ooh. this was a lot harder to research and i'll tell you the reason why because a lot of running backs have made the Pro Bowl as part of special teamers, uh, special mm-hmm. teams, and as fullbacks. Okay, like wow, got, like okay. yeah. very few carries. Uh, particularly, uh, there was one guy uh, for Baltimore Ravens who made like five, four straight Pro Bowls. His name I can't even remember now, but he was a fullback. Uh, so I'm going to give you one guess uh, because otherwise we'd be here all night. Give you one, just take a guess which team do you think is the lo- longest streak without a running back making 
a pro ball. And that's as you were not counting fullbacks here. So um, they, they don't count. Which team do you reckon uh, has the longest streak? I'll, I'll give you some examples. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as an example, um, the Washington Redskins, uh, Alfred Morris, mm-hmm. 2014. Uh, 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 Commanders, Washington Commanders. I'm going to keep doing that. Do apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 2014 was the last time uh, Commanders running back made a Pro Bowl. So that's as an example. How far back do you think you need to go and which team do you think it is? Wow. Uh, I mean, if we're talking really far back, you're, you're looking at... It might not be really far for, back. Well, possibly, saying. but I, I think mean? it could be 30... You're looking at 30 plus years. Um, uh, do you know what? I'm going to go for the 49ers. The 49 The San Francisco 49ers. Do you know, it's funny you see the 49ers because I've actually got the uh, the 49ers on one, one of my tabs here because uh, I, I had them open earlier on when I was looking at stuff. Uh, no, it, it's not the 49ers. Um, and I'll tell you why it's not the 49ers because whenever you think about teams, um, you know, like with, with like running backs, you know, like great running mm-hmm. backs and people always think about, you know, who's the greatest running back that that team's ever had and they forget uh, about all the other players who've, played for that team uh so last year christian mccaffrey mm, i think that was yeah that, I, I thought about that as soon as, <laughs> as soon as it kind of left my mouth about the 49ers yeah kind of, um, you've also i mean frank gore did it several times as well oh, did he okay um oh but but actually uh, another good point with discounting kyle Juszczyk, who's made multiple yes. pro Bowls as a fullback um but yeah so i mean it's it's been literally one year. Uh, also before that, long before Frank Gore said twenty thirteen, but yeah, Christian mm. McCaffrey made it one last year. So uh, I'll give you one more guess. Stab in the dark. Anyone you like? Uh, purple running back. Uh, I, I can't. Oh wow! I, I can't go back. No? Do you know what? I'm gonna go for the Buccaneers. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last time that they had a running back make a Pro Bowl was, and I've got it right here. Um, no, I don't. I had it right there and I've lost it. <laughs> I, I really yeah. should do this better. Hey, Doug Martin, 2015. 2015. We are going back in time. So this is what happened because when I was researching it, I was like, uh, oh, the Jets. You know, mm-hmm. forgetting that they had Curtis Martin do into a Pro Bowl. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about them. And then I was like, oh, well, what about uh, it's got to be, you know, uh, the Browns? Of course, it's not the Browns. Ridiculous. And I was like, the Giants, Saquon made one. And I was going, who, who is it? What's, what's the longest? We're going back to 1998. And strangely so enough, a player whose career almost mirrors Dan Marino's. In that he's one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game. Uh, made multiple Pro Bowls. And uh, in the final year of his career, which was 1998, he made a Pro Bowl. And his name is Barry Sanders for the Detroit Lions. The wow. last time a Lions running back has made a Pro Bowl. And I'd like to sort of preface this. Sorry, not preface it. Because I've already said it. Post. What would you say that? 
Uh, I'd like to add something onto the end here. <laughs> but we got there sorted. Got there sorted. <clears throat> um, in that uh, last season, Jamal Williams led the entire league in uh, rushing touchdowns with 17. Didn't make the Pro Bowl. And he was miles ahead of anyone. Like the, the next closest mm-hmm. was like 11 or something at Austin Eckler. Didn't make the Pro Bowl. The last Lions running back to make a Pro Bowl, Barry Sanders, 1998. Oh, again, so you've got arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, uh, Dan Marino, one of the best to ever do it. It was the last one for the Dolphins. And on the flip side, one of the best to ever do it, Barry Sanders for the Lions, the last Lions running back to make a Pro Bowl, 1998. And that is my random stat. I really like that. I think... Um I, 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 the first thing that came into my mind right up until you said it was the last year in the league was Ladanian Tomlinson. So uh, the Chargers were kind of the next in line for any guesses. But um, yeah, the Lions, I mean, they've had a poor, let's say, 15, 20 years. Uh, they, they haven't had much success, if, you know, if, if any, really. Uh, the only thing they come close to is getting into the wild cards of the playoffs. So um, yeah, let, let's hope. I, I think I'm, I'm, a half converted Lions fan now just because I love Dan Campbell. Um, so yeah, when they I mean, get their new quarterback, I will be fully on board. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so much fun to watch. They really are yes. so much fun to watch. So we're going to bring Jake McGee back in and he's going to give us his random stats. So, Jake, what have you got for us? Mine's a random stat from previous and also one to keep track of. One on Thursday that may change, uh, may need updating already. Might be one of the quickest random stats to need updating. Um, If multiple defensive backs are selected in the top 10 in 2023, it would mark the first time in the common draft era that multiple defensive backs were chosen with top 10 picks in four consecutive drafts. It's happened three times consecutively. Yes. Three separate times. Ah, right. Okay. The first time it is done. Four times consecutively. So there's been three separate three-year stretches. Mm-hmm. If it, it happens was. this year. But it won't happen this year because you've got four quarterbacks going in the top ten. Well, I think it's got a very real chance of actually happening um, from a, a normal sane mock draft. You have <laughs> Devin Witherspoon, who's almost certain to go in the top ten, oh, yeah. and then Christian yeah. Gonzalez, who is very close to being in the top ten or there or thereabouts. So it has a very real chance. Going to my draft, this, that sadly does not um, improve going forward, does not go, does not make it to the four consecutive drafts. So if I'm correct, uh, we'll be with a heavy heart. Okay. But I can, can give you the different kind of ones in 1997 to 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they started, there was in 1997, there were Sean Springs, Bryant Westbrook and Tom Knight. Mm-hmm. 98, Charles Woodson and Dwayne Starks. And 99, there was Champ Bailey and Chris McAllister. So that was three years in a row from 1997 to 1999. Yes, two Hall of Famers in there. And then it happened again in the stretch of 2004 to 2006. Sean Taylor, Mm -hmm. D'Angelo Hall and Donta Robinson. Very good year in 2004. 2005, Pac-Man Jones, Antrell Roll and Carlos Rogers. And then 2006, Michael Huff and Dante Whitner. Another and then, good Hall of Players. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, 
Um, and then obviously there's the, the, the active streak, the, the recent streak. In 2020, Jeff Okuda and CJ Henderson. Mm-hmm. Bit of a hit and miss, you could say there. Yeah. 2021, JC Horn and Pat Sertan the second. I like that one. And then 2022, there was Derek Stingley Jr. and the reigning defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. Gardner I yeah. believe he was, wasn't he? Yep. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, if he, yep. Okay. If he wasn't, he certainly should have been. Um, but yeah, that, that is a stat to kind of keep track on. I could go more in depth and, you know, there's more stuff, but I don't want to drag on too long. Not at all. Uh, no, it's a good start, Jake. Good start. Enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that very much. So, so thank you very much for that, Jake McGee. That would be rude, rude not to not to stop by, give a a bit of a hot take, give you my mock draft, and of course, couldn't forget a random stat. Always got to have the random stats. Got to have that. Thank you very much, Jake. We'll catch you soon. Uh, so, Dave, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much uh, for coming around once again. As always. Yeah. And now, of course, we will see you on draft night uh, well i'll, I'll yes. be speaking to you messaging you on draft night trying oh, 100%, to 100 yeah i'll be trying to stay awake filling myself full of coffee um so that i don't <laughs> don't leave you you and jake sort of by yourselves on uh because god knows what you guys have got up to uh, by yourselves on draft night um so uh thank you very much to everyone uh, for listening and of course checking us out on youtube you can catch us on twitter at the win fl show you can also catch myself dave and jake on twitter as well um and the next time we speak the draft will be done we'll know exactly oh. what teams are, are doing uh, in fact we'll be even be able to give them a grade be able to grade some draft classes uh in next week's show so dave thank you very much for your time always a pleasure buddy and thank you to you listening and we'll catch you on next week's edition of the nfl show